Now, as a freelancer or creative, your income is mostly likely directly tied to your time. Now, as people who trade our skills and our time for money, time management, productivity, scheduling, planning, these types of things are actually incredibly important for us to be able to increase the amount of money we make or have more time to spend on the work we love. Now, my guest today, Don Marcotte, is a time management and productivity uh, wonder woman, and she brings some amazing strategies and tips that will help us get the most from our time so that we can be more productive and be able to get more done every day. You're gonna absolutely love this episode. Let's get to it. If you're seeking a way to escape the cycle of under-earning and overworking, then you're in the right place. Welcome to The Well-Paid Creative, where we discover how to run a profitable and satisfying creative business. I'm your host, Gabrielle Chipier, and I share what I've learned in my 17 years as a creative pro. From attracting quality clients, to earning more profit, to escaping burnout, and creating amazing work you love, we're going to cover it all. Join me as I interview experts and reflect on my own experiences, both the good and the bad. Before we dive into the show, if you want access to free resources, trainings, and a community of creative pros just like you, hop on over to wellpaidcreative.com where you can find all this and more. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Well-Paid Creative Podcast. I'm here with Dawn Marcotte, and I am so excited to talk all about time management with her today. Welcome to the podcast, Dawn. Thank you. Well, I'm so excited to be here. Thanks for having me. Wonderful. So give us a little bit of a rundown on you and how time management kind of fits into what you do. Well, I'm a mom. Uh, with two kids. Yeah, always need time management when you're a mom. I have, up until COVID, I worked in the corporate world as some version of an executive assistant. So it wasn't just managing my time, it was managing their time as well. So I picked up a lot of tips and tricks there. Um, and of course, with COVID, I got laid off and jumped into my freelancing which I'd been doing on the side for 10, 15 years, something like that. But I thought, okay, well, we're just going to jump in full time. So again, now I'm an entrepreneur and I really have to manage my time because I don't know how many of your listeners have tried to jump into online business, but it can be so overwhelming, especially right at first when you don't know what your priorities are and when nothing's important, everything's important, right? So that was just huge, taking those skills that I had learned in the corporate world and through being a mom and just living a life into the entrepreneur side helped me so much. Oh, I love that. Yeah. And I couldn't agree more. Once you kind of have that life experience of trying to balance all of those things, that time management piece really becomes more and more important. It does. It does. Yeah. And in fact, I have a Facebook group where I started sharing some of those life hacks of, of being a mom because I did some really evil things to my kids in the in the name of saving time and staying organized. So that's, they grew up okay. They're fine. But when I look back, I think, oh, I can't believe I did that. But it worked. <laughs> that's awesome. So what would you say is kind of the, the biggest tip that you could give someone when they're wanting to address their time management issues? So I think the quickest thing to do if you really want to understand time management 
is look at your schedule. Most people have a calendar, whether it's electronic or paper or whatever. Look at that. Because what I have found is that when things are actually on the calendar, that's what gets done. That's where your priorities end up being, whether that's what you want them to be or not. That's kind of where they end up. So if you just look at your calendar and and think about, well, what are the things that I'm doing or spending a lot of time doing? Is that where I want to be? And if it's not, then find some time that's open and start scheduling the things that you do want to focus on, that you do want to spend time on. Because they're on the calendar, they're far more likely to get done. Mm, Wow. And I can agree more with that because (laughs) every time anybody that I know takes a look at my calendar, they get really stressed out because I schedule everything in there between lunch and, you know, this is the time I I plan and this is the time I write emails and this is the time that I like go to the bathroom. Okay, maybe it's not that bad, but... But it can look overwhelming at first because there's so many things on your calendar and there's no white space. But really, um, you're kind of planning in your white space if you're doing it properly. Exactly. Exactly. Well, and because a lot of people, especially coming from a corporate world, the only things on your calendar are the things you are going to do. I am going to that meeting. I am going to that doctor's appointment. I am going to that soccer game. Whatever it is, it's not your time. It's a place you have to be to do a thing. So it can be a mind shift a little bit to think of the calendar as almost a to-do list. And that's not easy for everybody. Like you said, they they can get really overwhelmed when they first look at it until they understand that, no, this is helping me move from one task to the next smoothly and making sure I do the things that are important to me that need to get done. Mm. Yeah, I absolutely love that. Now, you have a really interesting trick that you do with timers. So tell me a little bit more about that. Oh, so I love timers. Absolutely love timers. Um, There's actually a couple different things I do. But the one thing that I learned to do first, there are certain tasks I don't like to do. I just I'm not like a finance person. So I have to send invoices. I have to do my account, whatever. I'm not a numbers person. I don't enjoy it. (laughs) So I have learned to schedule uh, time once a week. And I set a timer. I actually set it for 30 minutes. Now I've done this for long enough, but I set it for 30 minutes. I know that's the time I'm going to spend working on those icky things I don't like to do. And that's what I do. But when the timer goes off, whether I'm done or not, I'm done for the week. And I just set everything aside. And then as things come in during the week, maybe somebody sends me an invoice or, or some, a bill comes in, whatever. I, I know I have that time scheduled. So I just set it aside. I don't have to worry about it. So that's one of my favorite ways is to kind of set those boundaries when you're doing things you don't like to do. Because I can do most anything. I hate cleaning my house. So I do this all the time. I'm going to set the timer for 15 minutes. I'm going to clean for 15 minutes and then I'm done. And I'm going to go do something I do enjoy. And it's amazing how much you can get done when you have that limit, instead of thinking, oh, I got to do this and this and this and get the house clean. It's going to take me all day, blah, blah, blah. Right. You set those limits. And at least for me personally, it works really, really well. Um, A couple of the other things I've learned about myself is if I'm doing something that I really enjoy, but that will kind of suck me in, like, for example, Facebook, (laughs) I will set a timer there too. But that's more for a reminder, hey, Dawn, you really need to be doing these other things. It's time to put the phone down. Let's get back to what we're supposed to be doing. 
And then the mm. third thing that I do with timers is I have a work day. Once a week, I have a day where I don't have meetings, don't do whatever. I work that day. So I'll set a timer for like 45 minutes and then I'll take a 15 minute break and I go back and forth. But by giving myself those breaks throughout the day, it really helps me stay focused longer on tasks that require that concentration. So those are three different ways, actually, that I use timers. We're going to get right back to the conversation because it is so good. But I want to tell you about a free quiz at wellpaidcreative.com forward slash quiz that's going to help you discover the unique hidden key to higher profit and awe-inspiring growth in your creative business. Now, there are so many keys to growth in a business, but they don't all fit the lock of your business right now. That's why I developed the Profit Finder quiz, and it's going to show you exactly what you need to be focusing on to reach the next level. Now, making a decent living from the work you love doesn't have to be hard. And when you answer these profit finding questions for yourself, you're going to make it so much easier. Go take the Profit Finder quiz today. You can find it at wellpaidcreative.com forward slash quiz and get your unique key plus in-depth strategies designed to help you see growth fast. Now, again, that's at wellpaidcreative.com forward slash quiz. All right, let's get back to the episode. Mm, And you know, and I love how you mentioned how you set that timer for things you don't like doing. Because I think we've all kind of heard of like the Pomodoro technique, like you mentioned the 45 minutes on and then take a minute, 15 minute break. But I think that was kind of designed with um, your work in mind or what what, something you were actually wanting to do. Right. Right. And I think it's just mostly reminding us to take a break so that we can do focus work. But putting a limit on the things you don't like doing Mm -hmm. was such a novel concept because like you, I am so not a financial person, but it needs to be done and it needs right. to be done pretty frequently, right? So exactly. if you can just say, you know, I can muscle through that 30 minutes and just do as much as I possibly can. And then when it's done, I'm done. Well, and it relieves stress for the rest of the week. Because I don't know about you, but if I don't do those things, I've got that little voice in the back of my head saying, hey, you really need to take care of that. You really need, and it's, it's mm. distracting. And it keeps me from fully focusing on the things I really want to be spending time doing. But because I know I've got it scheduled and I have a time limit, I can handle that. That works. And because it's scheduled and I do it on a regular basis, it never becomes that, oh, my gosh, it's an emergency. I haven't paid bills for six weeks. I better get on this before you know they shut off my cable, that kind of stuff. So you avoid that extra stressor because you do focus on it on a regular rhythm. Mm-hmm. I love that. So. What would you say someone could do in terms of like getting into a rhythm on their weekly and daily kind of actions in terms of keeping time management? Yeah, I mean, and that can be kind of tough when you first start. So what I recommend doing is, again, take a look at your calendar personally and professionally, because especially as an entrepreneur, those interact a lot. Figure out when do you have some time that isn't committed to something else and start there and block that for whatever it is that you want to focus on. So one of the things that I know is can be really hard to do is those things that are important, but not urgent. So like maybe you're marketing or you mm-hmm. want to build an offer or those things that when you consistently pay attention to them, it grows and, and it builds momentum. But that could be hard to do if it's not on your calendar. 
So if you start with those blocks of time and start there for a week, maybe it's 30 minutes a day for a week or even 15 minutes a day for a week, wherever you can start. But because you're slightly shifting your focus, you're going to find that some of those things that feel like emergencies are less urgent because you're slowly building and taking care of them up front before they become emergencies. So that's another big factor is to identify those things that feel like emergencies because you've just been putting them off. Make sure you schedule, start scheduling time for those on a regular basis. Again, even if it's just 15 minutes to begin with, as you continue a week over week, that time will get longer and longer and you'll have more and more time to focus. And of course, those emergency things will get smaller and smaller. So yeah, first up, just take a look at a schedule, start with where you're at and just find little blocks of time that you can put on your schedule to focus on those things where you really need to take some time. Mm, I love that. And you know, it's funny that completely mirrors what I did when, um, when I wrote my book and when I was actually starting to really uh, promote my own business was I would just take a half an hour block in the morning every day because I knew once I got started into client work and emails and everything like that, then, you know, it was just, it could be a runaway. Right, so I figured, right. okay, that first half hour of the day, that's mine. And I'm going to either, you know, for a hundred days I was writing the book or for most of the time I'm doing marketing pieces or social media stuff, making all of that stuff that you get to the end of the day. And when it's not done, you go, ah, crap. <laughs> exactly. Right. That. <laughs> Those are the things. Yes. Well, and some other things too, that I suggest to people, cause I know it's so easy, like you said, to get sucked into the day to day. I got to do my emails. I got to check my social media cause I might miss something or whatever. You know, you can schedule those things too. We've, as a culture, mm -hmm. we've been trained that when the phone rings, you need to pick it up or when it mm -hmm. beeps at you, you need to look and see what, but the fact is you don't have to do that. If you can mm. schedule, and this is what I've done because I got sucked into, is I now schedule four times a day to check my Facebook because I have a Facebook group and I want to be active, but I don't want to be in there all the time like I was doing originally because I didn't know any better. Um, so I know that those four times, okay, I'm going to 15 minutes, I'm going to check in the morning and lunch and after, whatever, right? I know I've got that scheduled. So when people do things in between, I've turned my notifications off. I don't need to hear that. I don't need to be distracted. And just by doing that has given me more time in the day because those interruptions and distractions, it's not just the time it takes to pick up the phone and look at it and put the phone down. You, you're resetting your brain from what you were doing. And it can take 5, 10, 20 minutes to get refocused back on the thing that you were originally doing before you got interrupted. So scheduling mm. to handle those kinds of things can really help too. Oh, I love that. Yeah. And that's a good idea because notifications can be so jarring because they <laughs> yeah. do, they just suck you out of whatever you're doing. And, you know, so many studies have said it takes you however long to get back into what are you doing after you've been interrupted. Exactly. And for people like me, I'm on Instagram and Facebook and Twitter, right? If I had all those on, I would just be constantly getting mm. pinged and, and interrupted. And so I've learned the hard way to, uh, turn all those notifications off and, and create a system. That's really what scheduling and time management is, is having a system mm -hmm. to do what you need to do in a way that works for you. I love that. So 
you have a new book coming out sometime soon. I do. Actually, it just published in June. I'm so Ooh. excited. It's Lovely. awesome. Tell it's, us a little uh, bit more about that. The title is Success Guaranteed, Nine Lies Online Entrepreneurs Need to Know. And it's available on Amazon as both uh, an ebook or paperback, either way. But I just, I had so much fun writing this book. Now, as I said, I've been a freelance writer for, for many, many years. So this is not my first book. But this is the first time that I actually actively went out and interviewed people to include them in the book. So I interviewed over 20 entrepreneurs, people that are living the dream. And they range everywhere from been in business for maybe a year and a half, you know, kind of still new, all the way to 35 years of experience, got brick and mortar businesses as well as online, or some of them have multiple online businesses. But the other thing was I had a whole range of, you know, I'm a single mom or I have elderly parents or I'm straight out of high school. I had a couple of those or straight out of college mm. uh, or I don't have a business degree, you know, all across the spectrum because I wanted to make sure that my readers found someone that resonated with them. Mm. I firmly believe that the internet is the great equalizer. You don't have to have a bunch of money. You don't have to have a college degree. If you've got the passion and the drive and the tenacity to stick with it, you can make a business and create financial freedom. But what mm -hmm. I was finding with COVID, of course, a lot of people lost their corporate jobs, right? And a yeah. lot of people were jumping online thinking, okay, in 90 days, I'm going to create an empire and I won't have to go back to work only to get slapped in the face with the reality that it doesn't happen for most of us that fast. Mm -hmm. It's not yeah. that easy. So it was really frustrating for me to see all these people jumping on and then just giving up and going away. And I'm like, no, no, come back, come back. <laughs> you can do this, really. Um, so that's kind of why I wrote this book. I really wanted to lay out what the reality is, kind of how to overcome some of those myths or deal with them and keep going. Because as I said, I really believe that if you stick with it, you can do it. If I can do it, you can do it. Mm, love it. So what was your favorite interview from the book? Oh boy, that's hard to pick. I had some really great people. I even got my own coach to do an interview, which was fantastic. I love her. Um, if you need help with the sales funnel, let me know. I will point you in her direction. She's awesome. But I think, you know, I think actually think my favorite was one of the first interviews I did was with a gentleman who this he'd been in business for 35 plus years, brick and mortar, um, multiple online businesses. He is what I think most people think of when they think entrepreneur, because mm -hmm. he was talking, I got this business and then I started this business and then I started this business. And just one right after, and they're all, well, I, I don't know, they're all doing well, but presumably they're all doing well, right? But he just is that go, 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 hustle, hustle, hustle kind of guy. And such great energy and great advice he gave, which I thought was so kind because this man isn't getting anything out of this interview. He had nothing to gain by spending time talking to me, but he had great ideas like resources um, that are in the book. He said, I should ask people, who do you follow? What books do you read? Because as new entrepreneurs, a lot of us, we don't know who to listen to and who not to listen to. So just have yeah. a list to start with is great. And his advice to reach out to people 
to learn continuously, I think was a theme that really resonated with me. You don't stop learning just because you started a new business and you've got it figured out. Now you've got clients coming in. You don't stop there. You need to keep going. And I really, really liked that piece of advice. Oh, yeah. That's a fantastic piece of advice. Wonderful. So if someone is listening to this podcast episode and says, okay, I got to be serious about my time management. I got to start doing it right away. What's kind of the first action step that they can take? I would say your first action step is to plan weekly and prioritize daily is a nice summary. So take Mm -hmm. 30 minutes, look at your calendar for the upcoming week, again, personally and professionally, and really schedule the important things, the things that you know you need to get done and focus on that one week. Now, having said that, I also want to say maybe block some time for just uh, I don't know, flex time, I guess maybe is the best way to do it. Because, okay, as a mom, I know at some point my kid's going to come up to me and say, oh, mom, by the way, I need to bring a dozen cookies into school tomorrow morning. <laughs> what? <laughs> okay. Right. So things change. And when you plan your week, you can, and that something like that happens, you have to switch gears immediately. You can say, okay, I didn't get these five tasks done, but I know on Thursday, I'm going to have that flex time. So I can just slop that over there and get that done then. And so that's okay. It's still going to get done. So Mm -hmm. do that every week. I do it on Sunday night. Sometimes people can do it maybe Friday at the end of the day or Monday morning first, whatever works for you, but set aside about 30 minutes to really look at your calendar for the next week, figure out what your priorities are, where you need to spend your time and put it on the schedule. Mm, I love that. That's a fantastic piece of advice. Well, this has just been absolutely wonderful, Dawn. Uh, Where can people find you online? So the best way to find me actually is Facebook. As I said, I have a group. It's called Women Coaches and Consultants Growing Our Business. If you don't happen to be a woman, we have one token man in the group. So (laughs) generally it's all. But uh, you can also just reach out to me on Facebook. Uh, Send me a message. And you can also find me on LinkedIn and send me a message there. I am on those two platforms every day, multiple times a day. So I will see you. And if you send me a message, I do reply to everybody. Wonderful. All right. And we'll make sure to link up uh, all of Dawn's profiles and links and her website. You can go find out more about her in the show notes. So definitely go check that out on wellpaidcreative.com. Well, thank you again, Dawn. This has just been an absolute pleasure. It has been awesome. Thank you so much for having me. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of The Well-Paid Creative. This podcast is sponsored by 12 Strong, a full-service marketing automations agency. You can learn more at 12strong.com. Theme music is by Silverhoof, and our guests are not paid for their time and energy, so please do give them any support that you can. Before we head out, if you want access to free resources, trainings, and a community of creative pros just like you, Visit wellpaidcreative.com where you can find all this and so much more. Join me next week for another episode as we continue discussing how you can grow and love a profitable creative business. While you're here, don't forget to subscribe to the podcast. And if you enjoyed it, I'd be so grateful for a review or a share with someone you think would benefit. Now let's hear some more of that amazing theme song. (laughs) 